0: Hello, and welcome to the Negative World Podcast, a podcast about video games by the Nintendo fans at negativeworld.org. This is episode 90, and we're recording this on Thursday, July 21st, 2016. I'm your host, Stephen, or as I know on the boards, Dr. Finkelstein. And with me today is my co host, Joe.
1: Joe greets.
0: (laughs) Hey, Joe.
1: Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. I caught a kick ass Pokemon today. Really? Yeah.
1: A came Pokemon, out you say.
0: Came out of nowhere. Just a, it was in a parking lot, and uh, just came out of out of the brush and made me smile. And it was put up a fight, but I caught it. And uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. All right. But uh, otherwise, it's actually been an okay okay Thursday.
1: Uh-huh. And,
0: um, looking forward to the Splat Fest this Saturday.
1: Oh, is hashtag, this the big the big showdown?
0: Oh yeah, hashtag Team Cali.
1: Now. Yeah, you know, I'm kinda curious. Like whoever wins, whoever loses, won't that be kinda like a sticking point going forward? Like won't people wanna rectify that or like people aren't gonna be happy if their if their favorite uh, squid girl is seen as second best, right?
0: Yeah, but no one I I mean people will care either way. People still have those dichotomies okay. now, so I don't think it really will matter because people would just say, Oh well, The Cali people cheated if, you know, if they win or vice versa, that kind of stuff. It's how the world works today. Okay. So, um, I got it. I don't care if, if we lose really. I just want the the sea snails because after this, there's no real clear way of how we're going to get those, if ever.
1: Tell me about it. So, um,
0: I'm Um, almost, I'm almost done fully. Sea snails are used to upgrade your equipment. Sure. In, in lieu of 30,000, uh, of the coins or whatever the hell the currency is. Mm -hmm. And, I certainly have a lot of currency. I've spent a lot of currency, um, but I'm almost done upgrading all of my equipment to its max. You know, which uh-huh. is kind of the, my goal. Once I once I do that, since I'm already level fifty now, it'll I'll consider the game beat because I'll have upgraded everything I possibly can,
2: uh-huh. and
0: it's an actual goal of mine. Uh, but with the sea snails, which are easily cashed in for one slot, I'll have to resort to thirty thousand of the money of gold or whatever and to get that you have to get 30,000 points which can take you know a handful of matches so it'll um really how well i do in this Splatfest will determine how much longer i have to play Splatoon with an addiction as opposed to just kind of well, when i want to feel like it uh-huh. but i've actually i've actually pulled myself away a little bit uh, with some uh, shovel knight plague plague of shadows the dlc uh-huh. that came out of that and uh, of course i finished Money number no. 9 which we talked about in the last episode, my opinion pretty much stays the same. But, uh, but again, it was it was enjoyable enough. Um, I guess that's kind of me getting out a little bit of the now playing, just because we're going to kind of do sure. things a little differently this episode. Um, okay. Is there anything that you have played besides our main topic?
1: Uh, not not really anything worth mentioning, though. No. Okay,
0: fair enough. Well, this week. Uh, Welcome again to everybody, episode 90. Uh, This week, we're going to do a little bit of what do you think. Uh, It is just Joe and I, that's why we haven't introduced a guest, uh, if you haven't noticed. But we're going to do a little what do you think. I've got a kind of handful of uh, news items I want us to run through, and then we're going to talk about Pokemon Go. Yeah. It is kind of the big deal around these parts.
1: People are playing it.
0: Yeah, so there's, there's quite a bit to say about that. It's been quite an interesting phenomenon, so... We'll get to that, but first, let's discuss the Nintendo NES Mini. All right. Yeah, I mean, this came out of nowhere. I actually went the whole day when this news came out last week without even realizing that the news had hit. I just didn't look at it at the stuff on in the morning, didn't look at it during work, and then kind of near the end of the day, suddenly someone mentions this on Facebook or something like that,
1: uh-huh. and I
0: was quite surprised. This this came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it did. Now, was this uh? Was this announced at the San Diego Comic-Con, or is it just is it just sh- being shown there, or what?
0: That's probably true. We hadn't heard okay. of this before before last week, and I'm pretty sure that coincided with that Comic-Con. But it could know, be. But I don't know. I, I, I wasn't really following Nintendo's presence there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But still, it's a mini NES that fits in the palm of your hand. I mean, the thing's probably like six inches long or something. Right. And... Essentially, is a ROM box, uh, which has ports for a replica NES controller, which will plug into your Wii re- remotes. Uh, but it holds 30 games, and it's for 60 bucks this fall.
1: So I guess the box just says NES Classic Edition. Okay, as that could be to it. Mini. That could be it. Maybe NES Mini is just kind of the 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 term being used tossed around. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the classic edition. Which uh is interesting that it's come out this long after its lifestyle you know, of its uh, life whatever. And um it's an interesting branding, but it looks really cool. It's one of those things where I'm gonna want to keep the box in pristine condition because uh-huh. it looks that neat. And I don't know, are you picking this up?
1: I am not. No. Uh yeah, I just don't feel like I really have the use for it. Um my I have a working NES. I have a Retron 5. Uh, I have the games from this list that I think I would be really interested in playing. So, yeah, I don't know what I would do with it. If it, if you could like, I don't know, if you could put like every NES game ever on there or something like that, then that might be a little more enticing. But, um, yeah, uh, Sounds like you're on board, though.
0: I think so. I, I too, don't necessarily have as much of a use as as some other people. Um, I I do own a lot of the games that are in the list, but at the same time, I don't own a lot of the games. And even though I may have options, other options to play them, it's kind of nice that they're in in this nice package. And uh, It'd be nice and easy for like when my nephews come over to the house, they can just boot it up quicker than maybe the Wii U or... Uh, even hooking up the old NES, because that's the one downside to me having... Because I, I, I have a working NES as well. I have, I have two NESs. I think only one works, but I have two of them, and they just don't hook up to TVs and look that great these days. I feel right. like this is going to output in the best possible way that these games can on today's TVs. Uh-huh. So that's probably one big plus for me. But... Uh, so I, I'm I'm leaning towards yes.
1: Now, they say, like, uh the new controller will connect to Wii Remote. What do they mean by that? Just so you could then take it and use it for uh playing like virtual console games?
0: Yeah, so if you if you want to play okay. Super Mario Bros. three on the on the NES Classic, oh, you can. Okay. But if you want to play that on your Wii U, you still can
1: with right. that controller. Right.
0: And, and any other NES games. It, gotcha. it has the
1: same. Well that's kinda nifty. It's got the Just same. Just the controller is kinda nifty.
0: Right. And the reason it can do this is because it's got the same input right. connector as the uh nunchuck. Mm-hmm. So it connects to the we remote that the same way.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well let me um you know let me ask you this. Uh I'm gonna run through the list really super quick, and nope. you tell me uh, answer a few questions about it. Okay. So this balloon fight, bubble bobble, Castlevania, Castlevania two, Simon's Quest, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Double Dragon Two, the Revenge Dr. Mario, Excitebike, Final Fantasy, Galaga, Ghosts and Goblins, Gradius, Ice Climber, Kid Icarus, Kirby's Adventure, Mario Bros., Mega Man 2, Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, Pac-Man, Punch-Out, featuring Mr. Dream, Star Tropics, Super C, Super Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros. 2, Super Mario Bros. 3, Tecmo The Legend of Zelda, and Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link. So that's a pretty solid list, to be it's honest. Very solid list. It doesn't have as much fluff as I would expect something like this to have. Uh-huh. Like... God love Clue Clue Land, but we don't need that in another collection or something, you know. Right. Or ever seen as a pristine title. In fact, Bubble Bobble is uh, is the type of game that I would have always wanted to replace Clue Clue Land. So seeing that here is really cool. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What what game do you think is the best addition to this, and which one is the like the weak link that you you'd like to get rid of if you could?
1: I'm gonna instead of saying because it's impossible to say like
0: outright best okay, because fine. so
1: many of these are sort of tied for like best game of all time right like super mario Bros. 3 and legend of zelda and stuff yeah, like that yeah but i'll say the the inclusion that i'm most impressed about uh pleasantly surprised about is the first final fantasy sure um because that is a very meaty game certainly for its time you know like you can really get a lot of mileage out of that um and i just feel like you know a jrpg a square, soft game you know I'm just it it doesn't necessarily strike you as something that's just gonna be a staple on on a list like this, so um i I think that's that's a pretty cool inclusion, and then you want me to pick my weakest link, yeah, um probably like uh Donkey Kong junior really? I'd say
0: were you not a fan of that game?
1: Um, maybe I just didn't spend enough time with it to really understand why I would want to play it. (laughs) I mean, I've only played it for a few minutes in arcades and stuff, but.
0: I kind of feel like I prefer that over the original Donkey Kong, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I might, if it weren't for that King of Kong documentary, because that, that really just made me so like, I don't know. I just, I get excited when I get the chance to play the original Donkey Kong, even though I never get past the third level or whatever it is Mm. so if there was a king of kong jr maybe that would enrich my opinion of it but right yeah so what about uh what about you do you have a standout and a weak link
0: well let's see the standout i mean i kind of already said it is probably bubble bobble oh i think that's cool that's one of my favorite games of all time nice and i actually wish they had bubble bobble two in here
1: how long does it take you to get all the way through Bubble Bobble?
0: Uh, I don't know if I've ever done it in, like, one grouping. Uh, that's something I remember I doing try. it
1: one time, but I, it was in, like, you know, eighth grade or something like that, so I don't remember. I feel like it took a long, long time, which yeah. is why I'm asking.
0: Well, even if you skip levels, it still takes forever. There's 100 before you've hit the end. Okay. so that's kind of what I thought. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know how long it would have taken me in one go. I, I know I've not not necessarily cheat codes or anything, but I feel like... I've done one where I've gone really far doing a straight run, and then the other ones where I've used the warp bubbles and things. And uh, but I don't really recall what the timeline is there. The um, the weak link I think for me will be forever Ice Climber, okay, uh, which I just never really appreciated. Although honestly, Mario Bros might even be more than that. I know it's the first instance of Mario, yep, but it's a completely unfun game. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: It's a game nobody ever wants to touch. And yeah. I would challenge people to come to the show notes and the, the thread and, <clears> and tell us otherwise. But just nothing else. I mean, Pac-Man, for example, simple game around the same time, probably for release, but just way more interesting, way more exciting than Mario Bros., which is more or less run back and forth and then eventually get hit. Yep. Uh, which I guess you could say that about Pac-Man, but at least, I don't know, at least you're eating pellets. And those power-ups. so, Sound. So, yeah. But it is cool to see, like, uh, Final Fantasy, like you said. Uh, kid, well, I guess I don't know which ones are more or less third parties. But, like, Mega Man, uh, Ninja Gaiden.
1: Yeah, it's nifty. I mean, even, like, you know, going with Mega Man 2, because I think that's kind of a, a fan favorite yeah. from that franchise. You know, Star Tropics is something that a lot of people... Uh, have an affinity for Super C which is a great game
0: Super C is like Contra right Yep yeah see I would like to try Super C Oh if I, yeah if I played it I don't recall it so I would like to play that and also Star Tropics I've heard so much over the years right. I have a Nintendo Power issue somewhere that's tattered and, and war torn but got, it's that got parrot on it but it's got a feature uh, about uh, Star Tropics or at least Star Tropics 2 maybe Okay. But either way, I've known of that franchise my whole life and I've never really dove into it. So Yep. But uh I don't know, I think this is a pretty cool thing. Sixty dollars I think is an okay price point for this.
2: Hmm.
0: If you if you put into consideration the price of all the, the games on the on the eShop, it does look like a good deal. Um even if I look at the ones just the ones that I am actually interested in, it's less of a good deal, but it's still not a bad deal. And then there also is the collectors aspect of it, which I waste my money on amiibos from time to time. So really what's the surprise here?
1: hmm. Uh-huh. It's
0: that's, that's my mentality.
1: What is the, uh, do we know the price of just the controller? Ten bucks, I think. Oh, wow. So that's
0: yeah. So you get the $10 awesome. controller. You factor in it's a $5 per ROM or per, you know, game situation. So really you're getting a big value out of this for its individual components elsewhere. And I don't, I don't know about all these games even being on the eShop. Uh, whether the Wii U or the Wiis. So it's one of those things where you kind of do get some exclusivity or at least ease of use. Mm-hmm. So. so that's all I want to say about that. I just want to bring it up because it's kind of one of the bigger news items for Nintendo right now. Yeah. Uh, but if you're, if you're cool, let's move on. I'm cool. Because before you saw my show notes, have you heard of the Kirby Cafes? No. So this just came into my Twitter feed like 2 days ago and I guess Japan is going to open up 3 Kirby cafes. Okay. Where the food is all designed around Kirby and the franchise, right? Is that neat? That is neat. That's all I wanted to say. It sounds adorable. <laughs> no, look it up though when you get a chance. Uh, I don't want to, you know, make much Especially noise cause of Especially cuz isn't
1: but. Kirby he's from a uh, he's from Dreamland. Yeah. But aren't they like all about eating there or something like that? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. There's, there's a bit of a food connection. Yeah. Uh, with Kirby. But, uh, if you go to the Japanese website, which is live now, um, it shows three different locations for the place and no, they're not all open yet. I think one or two have opened recently in the past week or so. But Uh the food is, oh my God, it looks like art. It's beautiful what they do over there.
1: Now, is something like this a, like, is, does Nintendo, pay for this? Do they profit off of this? Do they license out the uh the um trademark or something like that? Or like well, or can anyone just be like, I'm gonna start a Kirby cafe and hope I don't get sued. I
0: don't I don't honestly know. I mean there's not that much known about this stuff yet, so I guess it's hard to say who's owning it and who's up uh opening it, but I would presume that to put this much money into this and to, to do all that that's being done, it's got to be affiliated. I mean, there's a lot of not, nah, it's not necessarily official art, but it's uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. I mean, the bottom of the website says Nintendo slash HAL produced by okay. Sparkle and Co LLC, which may or may not be like you know, the the restaurant company or something that's working on this, or I don't know. Yeah. It, seems, it seems very officially licensed. And again, just go to KirbyCafe.jp and when you get a second just look at the the food and everything i mean i i can try to read the japanese here but i'm not going to do it live because it's going to be you know me trying to remember all my katakana and stuff from a long time ago but there's uh there's even like a bread and meat dish maybe some looks like a some sort of seafood leg or something like uh but it it's meant to look like that tree boss from the first uh level of the game wispy yeah wispy and um and it just it looks amazingly perfect. So I know that for a podcast, it's not the greatest thing to be talking about uh, visual uh, pictures. but
1: You gave uh, out the URL.
0: Yeah. So I really encourage everyone to check it out. If you're a Kirby fan, in fact, Matthew, uh, you really need to go check it out. I have to maybe go send him a specific message about this because he needs to know. Uh, they even have a Maxim tomato cupcake. Uh, this is just one of the coolest ideas. And it really bums me out. I guess one of the reasons I want to bring it up is it bums me out. That Nintendo and just America can't sustain this. No. These would not do that well in, in the US in the same no. way that, as much as I like to believe they would, but like all the cool merchandise that Nintendo releases in Japan wouldn't necessarily do as well as it does there here. Right. And I just, it bums me out. There's just too many people in America to. Exactly. Yeah, it's
1: just, it's a different, it's an entirely different market.
0: So you'd see this pop up next to the Nintendo World Store or in the Nintendo World Store and that'd be it. Right. But if you're going to Osaka, Tokyo, or Nagoya anytime soon, then hop in, you know. Yeah. Flutter in.
1: Looks very cool. It's
0: so damn cool. Uh, okay. What else? Um, Zelda. So I caught when never that, heard of it. I caught when that Onuma, uh, had mentioned in an interview recently that Nintendo wants him to create a new IP, uh, and that maybe this could mean, I mean, that he might, you know, his attention might be pulled away from Zelda or the next Zelda. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about here, which is why it's not like a main topic, but um, he didn't mention that he likes the idea of living as a thief. So mm-hmm. maybe, uh, um, uh, was, wasn't there like a PlayStation game, Sly, Sly, Sly something? Cooper. Sly Cooper, yeah. Maybe a Sly Cooper for the NX might happen, but it's not really a new IP, I guess.
1: I I'm very excited by this news first of all because I, I always think it's good whenever Nintendo can can not only make a new IP but do it in like a more high profile way because they really don't get credit for creating the new IPs that they do and I, and I think partly it's because when they make them they just kind of like sneak them out there you know mhm like every Mario game every Zelda games is this huge fanfare Announcement, and then when they do like a Dylan's rolling western, it's just like, eh, it's, it's up here on the eShop or whatever it is.
0: For a long time, I didn't even realize that Dylan's was a new Ivy for Nintendo. I thought it was right. a third party title.
1: Right. Even as I was saying it, I wasn't totally sure. I was pretty sure. But, um, but yeah, so the fact that Onuma's talking publicly about the idea leads me to believe that maybe they could actually put a big push behind it which would be which would be nice and i really i i love the idea of of a of a thief class character right in games and things like that and i always i always want to try to play them but they're never usually very useful in games i find like they're usually kind of like a weaker class
0: yeah they're not strong
1: right they're not strong and usually magic no, and usually their stealing advantage is not much of an advantage because if it was, then like everyone would want to be a thief, right? But if you design a game around it, I don't know. My imagination is running wild a little bit because you also may remember that I'm a real sucker for stealth games, mm-hmm. which I would have to hope that that would be.
0: Didn't you say that you wished Wind Waker was nothing but the stealth segments?
1: Um, was it Wind Waker? <laughs> I just made that up. Oh okay. <laughs> Cuz it would surprise that. me to say something like that. But um so anyway, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited as to what may come of this. I hope that it really is based on being a thief and as he says like living as a thief, like maybe you need to steal to get by kind of thing. So I don't know. We're I, for the annex. Yeah, yeah, pretty much because I wouldn't want it to be, you know, deadly serious. Like there was, there was that franchise called Thief a number of years ago. I think that was very dark and gritty. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would want them to still put their, uh, fun Nintendo take on it. Maybe not quite as cartoony as like a Sly Cooper, but, you know, a little more lighthearted. Maybe like a Kid Icarus uprising kind of, kind of aesthetic. And maybe like a Metroid kind of atmosphere. You know,
0: that'd they be, could have it about sweet. a. Imagine this: a thief who, like uh, a bull, has a great affinity for like red objects. So they could call it Red Steel. <laughs> you know, I think the name Red Steel really has a good ring to it.
1: It does. A franchise yeah.
0: called Red Steel would just oh. be like system seller.
1: I can see it now. You definitely want to want to launch a system with something called Red Steel, I
0: yeah. think. I think i going to have to do that. I'm going to well, submit that or <laughs> submit my own console with that or something. I got to, this is too good to pass up.
1: Now, what if this is the much hoped for chic solo game and Anuma? I mean, it would make sense for Anuma to be, to have a hand in that and maybe she's like, it would also make sense for her to be stealthy. I don't know about the thieving exactly, but I could, yeah, I could work that in there.
0: Well, I guess to think about this in the in the plot of Ocarina of Time, when you kind of go into your hibernation mode, and Sheik then is created more or less. Right. Uh, there's a lot of time there. Yeah. You could put a whole game in in a, in a timeline for that, and yes. you know, stealing could be a part of that. Considering once, you know, once Sheik became Sheik, I'm sure that they couldn't freely just get a job and go have a bunch of money and you know this right. and that. And there's probably some evil to be avoiding at the same time, so that actually would be a fantastic idea. We did it. Yeah. Now, no. So this was an idea that has been
1: like rumored for a while. I didn't. I've never caught wind of this. Um, I it popped a up game. a month or two ago, and oh. I don't even remember like where it came from. I it. it I, I think it was maybe at E three. Someone said like someone asked. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't remember if it was Onuma or Mimoto or someone. I think they just asked them like, would you ever make a game with Sheik as the main character? And I think one of them said like, that would be a great idea. And then, you know, someone writes an article about it. Yeah, I think it was just that kind of thing. So, you, I mean, you, you absolutely never know that would if be it's ever going to come of it. But yeah, I mean, that, that would be like a dream of mine. I think I've mentioned several times before how Sheik is my favorite character from the Zelda franchise, and if they could make it stealthy, that'd, that'd be total dream come true.
0: What if that chic in the end, was actually responsible for Adult Link waking up somehow? Yeah, they do that, you know, and that's like the end of the game. You have to actually pull that off or something. That'd yeah. be kind of crazy, huh?
2: That'd be very
0: cool. I don't know. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be out at, in the middle of the night tonight playing Pokemon Go just with a sly smirk on my face, thinking about this, you know. Uh, it would be so great. That's cool. I like that idea, and I yeah, I didn't realize that was going to be where this went when when uh, I wrote this down. But okay. that's cool. And so so really, actually, I guess the answer of how do you feel about Zelda's second father potentially uh, stepping away from the Zelda series? He may not have to with a right. game like this. Yep. Um, I mean, I I mean, just like we talked about with Miyamoto, uh, which you know was contested a little bit by some people who uh, wrote in you know after the show, but uh, and really very right.
1: reasonably i mean i totally sure see what they're saying
0: and and you know i like playing devil's advocate quite a bit so um you know i can totally concede and understand their you know their viewpoints here and in the same sense i don't necessarily want to blatantly be like oh yeah enuma should just leave and do something creative you know yeah because uh, zelda he's just totally make a new out,
1: game nintendo which i certainly what are don't. you afraid of <laughs>
0: red steel uh, <laughs> Well, oh, my point is though, like you know, I would I would be happy either way, uh, and I'm sure that if they if they if he did leave Zelda, they would bring in the appropriate person to come back. You know, I sure, think that's such sure. a it's such a special franchise for Nintendo that yeah, they're not it's not a it's not at risk to let your creative mind or creative lead go. Somewhere I don't else. think so.
1: Yeah. I mean, when it comes to most of these franchises, I really don't. I mean, I'm always excited for the next one, but I don't really have like i think a lot of people as soon as they beat one of these games it's like the wait for the next one begins mm-hmm. and then the itch just gets too too much to bear i'm really just not like that for me i don't care when they come out as long as they're going to come out i will say it's starting to get a little long on metroid but yeah um but other than that you know i always feel like there's going to be one in four or five years max, so, you know, the wait doesn't really bother me.
0: <laughs> it's just that every year, that's what you think.
1: Well, I guess so.
0: <laughs> I'm just waiting for Metroid Other F. You know?
1: To the sequel. <laughs> I see what you did yeah. there. So, that yeah. was a tough one to pull off. You had to <laughs> really s- slide in that pronunciation.
0: It's an Inker T. Or, Hinker T. Damn it. Oh, I screwed that one up. Okay. <laughs> That's my segue to get us off that. Okay. Uh, you know, let's go to the last thing here for uh, what do you think. And I don't know if you caught this either. It was another Twitter discovery, but Animal Crossing New Leaf is getting Amiibo content. All right. And uh, what it is, it's something based on Splatoon. And it looks like there's two new characters coming to Animal Crossing that are somewhat, you know, I don't have the screenshot in front of me, but I think they're kind of like chipmunk characters or something. Or maybe they are some sort of squid. I don't know. But I thought they were more chipmunk-like. And they kind of resemble the squid sisters. And there's new textures, perhaps, or things that you can do in the game. Or maybe it's just the characters. But I think there's some items, some furniture that might be Splatoon-themed. And I'm guessing this is all going to unlock with the Amiibos. And uh, I think that's pretty cool, just because it's Amiibos I already own. It's a game I already own. And so why not have them put, put it in there? You know, might as well. I mean, what do you think about that? Going retroactive on games to just make your Amiibo worth a little more.
1: I I love the idea of going retroactive, like like you say. I think that that's very cool, and I think it's a good way um, for them to use Amiibos. The, the only thing that's weird to me is that um, Animal Crossing... I don't know, it's the kind of game that... Um, I don't know, it feels weird to go back to a game like that, because... It seems like that is the kind of game that even though you you play it for a long time, right? Because it's, as you said, it's a slow burn, right? Eventually, you, you want to play a little bit every day for a long, long period of
0: time. And New Leaf was the slowest burn of the series yet for me. Okay. And I, mean, I played it the longest ever.
1: But that admittedly slow burn flickered out long ago, right? Like, at this point...
0: Yeah, Fantasy Life killed it. And then that kind of never returned, so yeah, it's over now, so I guess yeah, it just killed some of my excitement, but maybe just you know justfully so, rightfully so, because-
1: well, I'm just wondering, like you know, I think it would make sense to do this if if you were six, eight, ten, I don't know maybe even as as long as like fourteen months with a game like uh animal crossing you could you could get away with it. You know, maybe like max two years or something like maybe that. Like the but
0: timeline when they added the Mario Kart DLC,
1: because they didn't wait sure.
0: years after that. You know,
1: right, right. But at this point, it's it's not. It, if it was the opposite, if it was the kind of game, say like just like a like a like a Mega Man game, you know, the kind of thing that you sit down and beat in an hour or two. If you want to release something way after the fact, sort of reenergizes it, that's fine. Because if you want, you can just pop that back in, play it for an afternoon, get a Sweet new, you know, take on the experience, but I just, you know, are people really gonna like boot up their uh, their decrepit town at this point and come face to face with the reality of the broken animal lives they've left behind?
0: Well, that's a valid point because (laughs) this kind of thing. I mean, I was excited when I heard this because I thought it was cool and the screenshots looked neat, but it really is something that. I'll boot up just to do it, and then I'll turn it off and never go experience... Like, I'll never live in the town with these characters. Right,
1: right, right, right. I guess that's, yeah, that's ultimately what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And since
0: the series don't really link together, I can't transfer them over, per se. And uh, The question then will be, are they going to show up in future games? Uh, I guess they don't really have to. I guess they haven't been fully consistent with that. Usually they grow on that. I don't know if they've taken characters away, uh, villagers, but... Um, will the Amiibo work with the NX... I mean that'd be—I think that'd be kind of neat uh, as an amiibo collector. I know other people wouldn't agree with this, but if even on the NX, the same amiibo that I bought years before still have functionality of some kind, but you know how sustainable that is—I don't know. I mean, in the end, I like—I guess the premise that I brought wanted to bring this up for is I like the idea of them including reasons for my amiibo to exist in past games, if they can. I guess where it's relevant. You know, obviously, there's a risk, as you mentioned, of it not making any difference because the game's already well and done. So I guess it makes sense to focus on newer games, but you know, I don't know. I guess... If
1: it somehow hints at like a New Leaf NX or probably not Wii U, but you know, no. I mean, that would be that could be cool if it, you know if it's if they're working on a game that's going to be like. Compatible with New Leaf, or you know, something that's going to like really and truly bring it, you know, make it viable again yeah. uh, for for people to to sink some time into. Um, yeah, that would be neat. And I that I don't think I know that's just not really what's done, you know, when when a game is is this old. But um, you know, I don't know. I I would think it would be pretty cool if all of a sudden there was a lot of Wii U users that were. Discovering the game for the first time, and you could, you know, interact with them through your 3DS copy or something like that. Like, that might be something I would actually do. Right. I still need that golden shovel, Steven. <laughs> every, every, every like six weeks, I think to myself, like, ah, should I, should I boot up the game just to get that one more bag of fertilizer or whatever the hell it is? Cause I, I had, you gotta get 50 or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm sure I'm at like 38, and then I just, Stopped. So less than that's two like weeks the, away. That's like the last thing I need to do in that game, other than the really ridiculous stuff, like getting every clothing or furniture or something like that.
0: Yeah, I you know when I set out to do that every time, and then I always give up at some point.
1: That is too tall a task.
0: It really is, mainly because so much is locked behind special circumstances too. That, that's the frustrating part. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, the only thing I have to do is for me to feel complete it really is get all the paintings and i'm like two away or maybe one but i just couldn't wait for red stupid ass to show up i don't think i even did
1: that cuz i was i got it was too difficult for me sometimes to tell what was real and what wasn't and i wasn't going to i wasn't using the uh you know the little online guides and stuff like that right so i think my 100% goals were all of the fish and sea creatures or whatever it was, right there's yeah, it's like and river and ocean, yeah, yeah yeah, and that yeah,
0: there's three of them river ocean and insects,
1: yeah, so it was that stuff, and then I wanted all of the the gold uh tools, mm-hmm. I think the only one I still needed was the shovel.
0: did you collect all the um uh,
1: music uh. Probably, maybe. I certainly don't remember needing any more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, probably. Okay. <laughs> I'd have to check. Yeah. If if only someone made a really awesome spreadsheet for me, then I yeah. would know.
0: Pair that with some really cool amiibo functionality, maybe you can go back in. <laughs> maybe yep. they need a golden shovel
1: amiibo. Oh, man.
0: It would, would take care of you.
1: That would be totally worth it too.
0: You know, it was what I think is interesting too to mention is that the amiibo functionality they're putting into Animal Crossing New Leaf is Splatoon Amiibo. You know, not the whole fleet of Animal Crossing amiibo that exist. hmm I just realized this. And like why can't I tap my Rossetti amiibo to always to have him open up his his shop, you know, his uh, his home whenever I want mm. him to or mm. Things like that, you know? I mean, you could do a lot of stupid, pointless stuff and just, just have it be in there just for the owners of it. That doesn't hurt anyone's experience with it. Um, but I guess, you know, I guess they're wor- you know, they wanna, they want to promote Splatoon, which is why they're keeping all those Splatfests going, you know? Right. So, Nintendo's making a lot of sense right now. But, oh uh, well. You know what? They are making some sense, like millions of dollars of sense, Whoa. and we'll get to that after this short break. What do you say?
2: All
0: right. All right, we're back. With our main topic. And, uh... It's it's about a game that I... Mentioned in the last show that I had no interest in.
1: Yep. Um, That said... And you said said no one else is going to be interested either. That's what you said. I don't think I said that. You said that looks so stupid. It's going to crash and burn and fail. No one's going to play it. That's what you said.
0: Joe, what's (laughs) this about a (laughs) Bowlby?
1: Anyway. Uh... no, you were very reasonable,
0: but I was incredibly skeptical, and, and I was a little above it mm-hmm. until maybe a couple of days later <laughs> when. Uh... And I
1: was, if you, I was not that excited either. I was, I was a little, I was a little above it as well. I just, you know, so mobile mobile games don't tend, you know, they have not really won me over yet. And you could very easily, this, this very easily, could have just been. That they were like, hey, we got the rights to the word Pokemon. Here's a game that says Pokemon on it.
0: Yeah. So if it's not obvious, we're talking about Pokemon Go, oh. which is the hottest thing since toasted bread yep. uh, to, to hit <laughs> the world. Um, it's it been, is. It's amazing how popular this game has gotten.
1: It's a little and, nuts.
0: And it's a little nuts about how much I'm enjoying it, too. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I've got my criticisms. It's got its flaws, and it's not just the server, but uh, it's definitely something that's been keeping my interest way more than I thought it would. I've got Erica into it, Mm -hmm. so opponent eats carrots. She's uh, she's been playing it quite a bit, although her data for the a couple more days is like all used up already on her phone, so she's gotta uh, cool it down a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I have a whole list of just random stuff we can bring up here. But uh, let's start with experiences. So, I mean, tell me about your first experience. What what made you download the game? And you know, tell me about your experience with
1: the game. Uh, what made me download it is it's Pokemon. And you know, when I first started really playing it, I, I think I mentioned before. I you know, I don't we don't have an unlimited data plan, so it was really like, oh, you know, how how much am I going to actually get to experience this game in any meaningful way because i didn't want to have to worry about you know every minute of playtime is going to cost me x number of dollars or something like that like i didn't i did not want to have to essentially be paying for a free to play game every minute right, right. um and I, I wasn't sure if i could finagle you know just like playing within range of of Wi-Fi access points, you know, if that was going to be a a viable option. So, and and that could have ended it right there, because it it seemed like the Wi-Fi access point thing was not really going to work, because even though you can leave the game on, if you're not moving around, nothing's really happening. You'll, You'll occasionally get the, you know, the occasional Pokemon, but uh and certainly if you're not going by poke stops, it's it, the whole thing is gonna just grind to a halt for you. So Unless um, you pay money. Yes. Which can negate yeah. the
0: Pokestops. But it also yeah, not walking to these Pokestops negates half of the whole point.
1: Right. So I I talked it over with Amy and as it as it turned out, uh I say that because she's kind of our she's she's the dollars and cents financial expert of the house. And, uh, you know, she kind of broke down our, our data plan and was like, you know what? Re- we really probably could play this game. We, we looked at just how much data actually gets used, say, in an hour of, of playing. And it, it really wasn't that bad. It's the kind of thing that we, we can manage financially. It's really not going to make that much of a difference. When all said and done, it's probably going to add about 10 bucks a month to our data plan between the two of us.
0: Well, and that's also if you didn't, uh, find ways to maybe use Wi-Fi more for other things. Right. You know. Right. I mean, Well, and let me ask you this, not to stop you from your story, but have you downloaded your area's Google map?
1: Uh, I did try that. I, I did not notice a difference. I The jury seems to be kind of out on that, but did it work for you? Well, I guess
0: to that point, I did it pretty much right away, so I don't have uh, okay. a baseline of how it was before. Right. But, I find that I use quite a small amount of data, mm. even if I keep the game on for, like, an hour.
1: Yeah, it's really not that much of a data hog, this app. I mean, for what it's doing, you yeah. know, it's it's pretty good. It's certainly a battery hog, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely keep my phone plugged in a lot more than than I ever did before, but mm. just so I'm ready to catch them if, if something shows up, you know. And really... Okay the the whole egg hatching thing is a pain in the ass, but we'll get to that.
1: Okay. Um. So I guess the only other thing I'll I'll really touch on is um. You know we like we have experienced the uh <laughs> the sort of sense of of magic and wonder and and social phenomenon that's gone with it. I mean, I've had so many just cool experiences just like chatting with perfect strangers about this silly game like balky <laughs> <laughs> and then we did the dance of joy um who isn't <laughs> so yeah i mean like you know like uh just just today we were we were um we were walking by the uh, canal because there was a, a bunch of poke stops and stuff and towards the end of the canal, we saw that someone had set off a lure. So we were like, well, let's go there before we kind of finish our walk. Uh, it was me, Amy, and a friend of ours. And so the three of us went there, and there was really only one other person standing there, and he was clearly also playing the game. And he looked to be about, you know, in his like mid to early 50s. Wow. And, you know, we, we all kind of exchanged that sort of knowing nod, you know. <laughs> the ass slap? That's what they're doing here in Michigan. Is, uh, that, is that not what's happening over by you? Interesting. Not. Nah, not. Oh, not really.
0: You, you so, grab someone by the balls and you go Pokeballs! They Don't do that.
1: Mm, well, it's a little less intimate than that. I think I got to go to the playstation. <laughs> You're going to be one of those articles. <laughs> um. So anyway, so and then I was like, uh. I just first thing I said was why well, I think I said, you know, like how's it going? Have you caught anything good or something? And then I said like, are you the one who set off the lure? And he said, like he said, yeah. And I was like, Oh, you know, thanks for doing that. We're going to, we're going to hang out here for a few minutes. And, and then, um, so Amy and my friend decided to do one more kind of lap down the, down the pier and back. And I decided to stay and I was just chatting with this guy for like 10 or 15 minutes. And, you know, I learned, I learned all about, you know, his, his, all of his kids play the game and he you know he was there waiting because his daughter was at a guitar lesson in the area and we were talking about oh, what kind of music does she want to play does she emulate a certain artist and he was saying how she went straight to electric instead of acoustic and i commented on the pros and cons of that and uh and yeah and then i asked like have you spent any money on the game he said actually this lure is the first thing i paid for he said i i had this time to kill and i was like i'll just i'll just see what this does and and it's just, it's just been awesome. I mean, we, I, I, let me tell two more quick stories like this. One was I was in a, uh, a grocery store and, uh, this, this one, uh, this one girl, probably, probably late teens, uh, I was walking past her down the aisle, down the grocery aisle. I could see that she was playing the game. I was looking over her shoulder and she had just caught a weeping bell. Uh, and it, I saw it was for the first time because, you know, it showed the like first Pokedex entry screen after that. And as I crossed her vision, I just gave her a thumbs up about it and she smiled and and that was the end of the interaction, but it was just like, so just cool. It was just so positive, you know, it was just like, I don't know, we're all sharing this thing. Uh, and then the last one, uh, again, by the canal, it's central to where we live and it's it's a good place to walk so we were walking on the canal from across the canal this guy rides up on his bike sees that we're staring at our phones he's like he yells across he's like are you guys playing pokemon And we're like yeah and he's like there's a there's a slow poke back this way if you're interested And we were like oh we wish we could we got to get back in time for lunch or whatever and then i don't remember what else he said but and that's that those are just the highlights i mean i've had several other experiences like that and i know that there are people who are having terrible experiences there's people who instead of running up to a kindly stranger they're they're encountering someone who stabs them or robs them you know i know that's <laughs> happening as well well, that's, but,
0: that's something that people keep going to as if, you know, oh, there's a, a class of haters out there yeah, that are running certainly. to this one or two, you know, this handful of stories on the grand scheme right. of things as right. if it's some sort of Satanistic app that's right. ruining the society.
1: But the rest of it, I mean, like I said, I mean, I could, I, I won't, but I could go on about just these kind of fun conversations that I've had with people, you know, some this, this stranger high-fiving me because... I said I was on team blue and so was he, you know, I mean, it's just like
0: you go to hell You go to hell right now. <laughs> I'm team instinct.
1: Ah, oh, instinct. You're the, you're the underdogs. That's
0: why I chose it. I was researching about it. I was like, I don't do that.
1: You're the scrappy
0: Hufflepuff. I'm the guy who never has a gym nearby.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what that means. All right. So, so you go, what's, what's your experience been like? Okay. Well,
0: the other day I was walking around town and there was a truck full of kids uh, or teens or whatever and they clearly were playing pokemon go mm-hmm. and when you then, say
1: truck are these like kids sitting in the flatbed of a truck or is now, this like well a, like no a van? And in the
0: back seat the passenger seat and then probably okay. someone old enough to drive in the driver's seat and i was walking the dog playing pokemon go and i don't know where one yells pokemon go <laughs> and i'm like looking around because i'm thinking they're talking to me and no one's sticking their head out and it was really awkward and then it's like I pointed at myself, I nodded at nobody, <laughs> and then I left. And then later they crossed my path again because, of course, we kind of shared paths trying to get to the Pokestops. And then they kind of looked at me, and I don't know if they laughed or nodded or what, but it was awkward, and I hated it. So you okay. and your nice social interactions can go to hell. Oh, interesting. But no, uh, <laughs> well, that story is true, um, in general, you know, me and Eric, we've just been going on a lot of walks, and we've been taking the dog out on a lot of walks. This morning I was like, you know what, hell, I'm going to get some Tim Hortons for breakfast. Not nice. the greatest thing but uh, for my oh, body, right. but I love yeah. Tim Hortons. Uh, yep. So I figured, you know, I'll do that. That way I don't have to eat breakfast in the house, and then I'll go take the dog out for a walk and get some pokey stops going. And uh, so I, I got a good mile, and like almost a mile and a quarter, you know, uh, and the dog was happy as hell. And I hit up, you know, kind of the circuit, because my town's got kind of a circuit you can do. That's pretty easy, nice. the way that the things are set up and um, and – the week, it was actually last weekend that I started playing it. So in the in the three days, in the time from after work Friday to before work Monday, I had walked 11 miles. Maybe a mile of that would have happened anyway because I, I walked to the grocery store a lot. Right. As opposed to driving. But the other 10 miles was all just me and Erica just like, hey, let's just go to this town and hit up the Stops and uh, see what's there. And we saw, I mean, I see animals somewhat frequently. I mean, Michigan's full of wildlife, but... We saw a, a pair of adorable rabbits running across the road one evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were all by ourselves, just walking down the street. We just hit up the fire station for their pokey stop. Uh, when we were in a nearby town, we were walking around finishing things up, and suddenly Erica stops me, and we look up, and we're maybe four feet away from a robin feeding her babies. Like nice. this is just getting us outside, and we're yes. seeing, we're even seeing nature a little bit more. And we yes. like, we <laughs> like to walk, but like this is encouraging us to maybe go to different towns and walk as opposed to our own oh, yeah. area or um, it's encouraging me a little bit more to maybe explore different areas or, or go a little farther. Cause that fire station, for example, is on the outskirts of town. Not really something I need to hit nothing. I really would ever walk to, but, uh, but you know, we did just because we saw a little blue triangle or diamond or whatever. And, and it was nice though. I mean, it was like dusk was coming. It was a very kind of romantic time almost. It was just very sweet to be with her at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we we recite because I got a ghastly. Uh, I mean, it was my first encounter with ghastly, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's just there's so much joy. There's no real negative uh, experiences with this game uh, when it's working properly, and we'll get to that in a second. Right. But right. Uh, but in general, it's just it's 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 joyful. It's getting people outdoors. It's getting people to be social, like you were saying. Most people's experiences have been more like yours um, and less like mine. Unless, like, the mur- and there's no murder, but there, uh, well, there has <laughs> been. Well, it's not just, yet, anyway. There has been, it's just not, the Pokemon Go finds the murdered body, you know, as opposed to. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Because we've had a few people find dead bodies, but, um, you know, it, the controversy is really interesting, and I just don't see much of that in my own eyes, in my own experience. Yeah. And I'm seeing people all over playing it, uh, kids of all ages, adults of all ages have been playing it, it is funny to see. Oh, cool! So there's a lure on the map, and you go to it, and there's already three other people there. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 cool, and I don't know when the fad's going to die out because it's going to die out. But I hope there's some. I don't think it's going to
1: die out, but I think the insanity is going to die out.
0: You well, know what I mean? Well, I, I think people I mean. will keep
1: playing. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, I don't think that the app's going to die or anything. I just mean, uh, every you know, people are eventually going to be like, well, okay, I don't really need to go to that focused app. you know, and then eventually right. you just kind of do, you know, what makes you happy, and then that's it. But um, it you know what, what's cool about this game too is even if I'm not necessarily catching new things, it distracts me on a walk where I don't realize I'm walking as far as I am. Oh yeah. And I like exercise, I do, you know. But it just it can be boring as hell to walk the same paths all the time. So obviously I'm, I'm looking up, I'm paying attention to my surroundings. I'm not one of those people who's who's walking into traffic and stuff.
2: Uh-huh.
0: But just the occasional, you know, oh I got to flip the PokeStop or I've got a, you know, oh there's a stupid Pidgey, let's try to catch it. It just breaks up your walk a little bit, which has been really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I've. Oh, this. Yeah. I. If it weren't for battery life and some responsible pacing on uh, data usage, I would. I would just walk for. Till I got tired, you know? (laughs)
0: Like,
1: that's what I would want to do.
0: Well, right now, Michigan is undergoing a massive heat wave. So this weekend is going to be a little bit tricky for that. Uh, Maybe early on, early in the morning or late at night, it might be a better better time. But uh, even so, we're we're constantly thinking of when we can go back out again. I mean, that weekend with the oh, eleven yeah. miles, that was spread over like three walks a day, where we're like, okay, you know, let's just do a walk, and then it's like, well, let's oh. let's walk to the grocery store because there's a pokey stop across the street from it, and then it's like, well, we just ate dinner, we watched some some of the office on Netflix. What do you want to do? We well, could go on another walk if you want. Okay, sure, let's do it. Let's let's go right? some more, You know.
1: Yeah. So, so that's. That's what we've been doing. So that's cool. And then same, same type of conversation. Yep.
0: What's great too is the, uh, the Pokestops regenerate pretty quickly. It's like a yes. five minute timer. So, uh, you, if you do a circuit, you actually find yourself saying, well, you know what? Let's just go back and get those really quick. And then we'll go yep. back this way. We won't, we won't do the whole thing again, but we'll, you know, you you really add your own distance to it. And then there's the, the, the egg hatching, which requires you to go a distance, which is really mm. cool too, because it's very much like the game like the the Game Boy series and everything. The only downside to all this in that sense is the fact that it has to be open at all times to register stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because for the eggs, I wish it worked more like a pedometer where I could just literally just own how many steps I have. I mean, I wear a Fitbit this whole time too. So I track that uh, for health reasons and everything. And it's a shame that that'll track, you know, a mile or two, especially when the servers are down and suddenly that doesn't mean anything for my eggs. So that's, that's a bummer and then obviously the server issues they've been having have been pretty horrendous.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, it's one of those things that makes me think like I always think back to Louis C.K.'s bit about being on an airplane and how people bitch about how oh, you know, the plane is not the flight's not going well for them, or they don't have enough room or whatever, and he's like or no, the Wi Fi think is the bit is about how the Wi Fi on the plane's not working right or and he says, You're on a you're you're pretty much in a chair in the sky, like shut the hell up! <laughs> like right. things are still amazing in in the world, just because your Wi-Fi isn't working for the moment, or like he sure. also, I'm, I'm like mixing his bits up, but also with cell phones and how if your data, if your phone's going a little slow, like it's got to go into space and back. We so give it a second, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so all that said, servers are not perfect. I get that. I don't expect them to be, but man, when you're this excited to go out and like achieve something. St- Stupid in a game for your walk. It's it's a bummer when that incentive isn't there. We've still been going yeah. on walks anyway, you know, hoping that A, the servers kick back in on the walk, and B, uh just to do it because obviously we we like to get out, but um I think that they'll get through those, you know, uh, as the, the game's been out for a little bit. They're yeah, working I mean, hard.
1: Would you chalk that up more to them just not expecting this level of of a response or do you think that they, that it's, it's, it's actually like subpar networking going on?
0: I'm sure it's subpar for what they, th- for what actually is happening. So it's kind of an answer of both. It, right. But in the end, it's really, I think they just didn't expect this to be such a huge hit so fast.
1: Cause do you think that they would actually pony up to beef up their networking or would they just say, let's just ride this out until until the insanity kind of crests, and then and then we'll be then we'll be fine.
0: The smart thing to do, I think, would be to pony up some money because a they've, right. they've made a ton of money already,
1: right? And I say put
0: a little bit of that into your servers, and I hope they're smart enough for that. Because if you just let it die out or, or cool off, okay, right? Well then yes, you're you experience the app for that life. But if you if you put a little money in it now, you can ride that wave a lot longer.
1: That's what I would think. Because they still, at at time of recording, they still have not even uh, fixed the uh, the three-step issue.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that was a glitch. I knew it was kind of happening, and then I started hearing that everyone was having that problem. And it's like, oh, right. that's a bummer. Yep. It, 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 I don't know. Do you, in your experience with the game, do you find yourself searching for Pokemon anyway, <laughs> or do you just go on your path?
1: Right. I, th- I mean, I think, yeah, that that's the next logical place to take this conversation, because... It's true that I found that it's kind of useless to even at the beginning. Now, maybe from the beginning, it wasn't working the way it was supposed to work, but it was really, really tough to like target a Pokemon and then just walk to it with those, with those steps. You, you pretty much, you could do it, but it would, to me, it took all the fun out of it because it was just so frustrating. So to me, the best way to do it is just to walk and just run into what you run into.
0: Well, and that's that's what's making people you know, roam into people's backyards and stuff. Yeah, and the, the stupidity behind that. I, I've just been picking my paths, pretty much going to the Pokestop paths, and whatever I find, I find. I just hope that I'm going that direction. I mean, I might use the streets to change my route if I can detect that I'm getting near something, but the glitch is causing it to be really hard to, to gauge. Uh-huh. Uh, for example, recently another ghastly showed up as a nearby thing, and it was like the first on my list, right? But then it starts moving down, and so so far that it actually disappeared. Uh-huh. And then guess what happened? Next Pokemon I encounter, there Gastly, the, yeah. yeah. So what yeah. the hell, you know, like that's not even it's not even on the list. So why is it? Why is that happening? You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really completely unpredictable. I mean, if something's on your list, to me that means there's an increased chance of getting it, but your chances of getting anything and everything are the same all the time, you know, it's just, yeah. So, um, now I still, you know, I've got plenty of positive things to say about it still. And, and and still some, uh, some critiques. How do you want to, how do you want to keep the the conversation going? Mr. um, Host?
0: Not entirely sure, but I do feel like I, I should be upfront with you and say that while I was helping get some medicine today, uh, before yes. the show, part of the reason I was running late after that because I thought I had enough time, but um, I kind of saw a Squirtle, and, uh, <laughs> and I had to I had to catch the Squirtle. I got the Squirtle. Oh, nice! But the Squirtle. Now wait, who? What did you start with? Uh, I started with Bulbasaur. Oh, okay. I had to. He was my first back in the day. You know? All right, yeah. So I had to go the same thing. I didn't I didn't shun them all and get Pikachu. I had you know I I went with the classic, the one that I yeah. fell in love with the series with. And, um, but Squirtle was not even on the radar, you know, we, we were, you oh, know, wow. I had it open in the grocery store as we were picking up stuff and this didn't happen at the grocery store, but it happened afterwards. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was just like, um, it came out of nowhere, man. I like, I thought it was a horsey at first. And like, so my, the gradual excitement over that like two second yeah bit of time was actually pretty funny. And, uh, but no, I got it and, uh, I was pretty stoked.
1: Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's one of the things that is, has been so magical about it is like that, that surprise and excitement. I, I almost don't even know how to describe why it's as potent as it is because it really probably shouldn't be. I mean, these are characters that we've been used to for a long time. Many of them I don't even particularly like, you know, like, uh. Montana? eradicate or whatever Eh, actually i do like them but yeah i do like them oh my
0: gosh
1: when i first set out my my first goal was to get eradicate so there there you go but uh (laughs) but um like i i hatched a a geodude from an egg right sweet and but see i've never really liked geodude ever and so but yet when it hatched I was like, oh man, I think, I think what I actually said was, whoa, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and just like, I, this, this now is burned into my memory. We were, Amy and I were walking, and, uh, you know how sometimes, I'm sure you've experienced this with Erica, like one person's phone buzzes before the other, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So hers buzzed first, and she looked down, and then she just points across the street and goes, there's a Jigglypuff right over there, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, it's, you know, she reacted as if there was really a Jigglypuff right in, in our world, right? And yeah. it's just, it's just been so, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's got this childlike wonder about it, which really, really amazing. I, I also am not that big of, of, of a Pikachu fan, you know, even though, like, the whole world is. But today, I finally caught a Pikachu today, and it, like, totally made my afternoon, you know? I was (laughs) like, yes, cross that off my list. Pikachu. The Pokemon. Pikachu. Right.
0: Well, and then what adds to this, and maybe this is where we can take the conversation, is the uh, augmented reality portion of the app, Hmm. which... It's not perfect or anything, and it's, it's still your camera phone and everything, uh-huh. but when we were walking the other night, and a Tauros suddenly Ooh. showed up, I was like, well, that's neat. That's not something I didn't expect to see. It's one of those Pokemon I kind of forgot existed, yeah. and um, I play with the AR off because it saves on battery. And, yeah. that's what I, have to do. I don't think it saves data, per se, but it saves on battery a lot, so I don't play with it on, but I had to turn it on just to get a picture. And that's one oh, of the fun things cool. about it is when a Pokemon shows up in a certain – you know, when you're in a certain circumstance, it might warrant a really funny picture. And so I got one uh, – I was just on the sidewalk in my neighborhood and I just took a picture and it was right lined up on the sidewalk like it was blocking our way. <laughs> and it was uh, – I forgot. I think I posted on Instagram maybe or maybe I just sent it to somebody. But it was a matter of like – oh, no, that was the Raticate picture. But my point is I'm trying. I'm trying to actually create like funny scenarios for these things. Yeah, um, when I can, which is another fun part of it. Uh, the augmented reality is just a cool touch, even though it's not smart to catch Pokemon that way.
1: Is that can you only do that when you're catching them, or if you caught something, can you like just put it up over whatever your camera sees? Oh, I
0: think it's only live when it's happening.
1: Yeah, that's because hmm. well, the it would be really awesome if you could. You know, pull something out and then create a funny image based on right. Yeah,
0: like you know, when you're not at home, but save it for later kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. But we, I went on the walk this morning. There was Eradicate instead of a Rattata or whatever. It was Eradicate live. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to show Erica that I was taking the dog out on the walk because she'd be happy to know that uh, our dog got some exercise this morning. Because you know, as most dogs do, she loves it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was just gonna. That was my way of saying good morning because Erica's already at work. And so the radicate looked like it wanted to eat my dog, and uh, <laughs> and so I think I sent the picture to her, and then I said, don't worry, uh, uh, you know I caught her or something like that, so you know, Aza's safe. And it was, just, it was just a funny way to start the day. Thanks. But it's definitely a, a cool uh, thing to do, and with, um, with the Squirtle, I had to switch over to the air and make sure I got a picture of it on the concrete, like it was standing there. And we were near a pool, come to think of it, actually. I wonder if that had something oh, yeah. to do with it. It was a community pool in the town. So it
1: it seems to with the water pokemon it seems it seems that uh, most well maybe not most but a good number of them have some sort of geographic influence that makes sense right certain ones come out at night and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, but you know I really wish Nintendo would be more transparent with this because uh-huh. this is one of the criticisms that people have had and I can understand to some degree about how there's so many myths being developed about the game because people uh-huh. aren't quite understanding things. And for example, there was a—I read a story about a break-in where a guy was in someone's attic trying to what? catch a Pokemon. Yeah. So I don't uh, know what he thought there, but obviously, there's been the reports of the cemeteries being uh, in droves. People have been going to try to catch ghost Pokemon, mm-hmm. and how that may or may not be disrespectful. And that's a point of discussion. I think everyone has the right to their own opinion on it. In my yeah. opinion, I don't think it's wrong at all. Uh, well, no, okay. there are circumstances where it can be, but in general, I don't think it's wrong at all to to be in a cemetery for any reason. Yeah, I, mean, I go in there to take photos or just walk around or bike through. Oh, yeah. But if there's a if there's a funeral going on, I mean, come on, be respectful for the love of you know God. But yeah, um, I, I don't I walk stuff on like... gravestones that sort of thing. You still have to have the etiquette, you know, when right. you're in these public places, like with people walking in police stations and things. And but the reason they're doing this is because a lot of people are having this misconception that a the GPS is that specific, so. Um, Whether or not they do put Ghost Pokemon in the graveyard or not, it's not entirely clear, to be honest. If they haven't ever announced anything, people have presumed. But that ghastly that I caught was in the middle. It was near a a do-yourself car wash. So what the hell does that mean? You know, Um, that
1: someone died in.
0: (laughs) So like it it makes you wonder, and I think maybe people would be more responsible playing the game if they had some of these misconceptions cleared up. Uh, You know, people are playing really late at night, hoping to catch. You know different Pokemon, but maybe they should come out and say, "Hey, 3 a.m. is the same as 7 p.m. because you know night changes over pretty early, and people don't have to be there at 3 a.m. and can possibly get mugged to uh, to catch a certain Pokemon."
1: I hear you, yeah. But let me provide a devil's advocate on that because a friend of mine was um a friend of mine was having the exact opposite experience in that he was saying what he likes most about this game. Is the ambiguity because it reminds him of the days when you'd play an NES game before the internet and there'd be all these little theories about like, oh, you know, if you sit, you know, if you hold B for five seconds here, you'll get a one up or, you know, all the stupid like things with we the used to think.
0: Which is already happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like even with, uh, yeah, like putting in the names and, and stuff like that. But just even, you know, just even he's, he, he loves people banding about the idea of uh you know does hunting in a in a cemetery improve your chance of ghost pokemon or you know things like that he just I don't, that's like what he's getting the most excitement out of now i and, and I, I can relate to that as well for me i think where they are dropping the ball in terms of their ambiguity is things like i don't get gyms like i don't understand exactly how i should be approaching them Mm -hmm. and i also have no idea i've sort of settled into my own theory but like is it better to evolve a pokemon right away or to level them up first and then evolve them and it's like there's just no way to know and there's there's a couple other things like that that i think would be nice to know
0: and you've got people making youtube videos for tips and things like that as if they know but really they don't necessarily no you know i completely empathize with your point and your friend's point because i'm the same way i mean i'm i've said on the show before that i really wish that games had codes again Mm. you know and, and secrets like that like like banjo kazooie had the the really long codes you entered in the sandcastle years later it came up that you could get anything by different codes in it that we never even knew existed before you know you didn't need a game game genie or game shark or whatever ever mm-hmm. to uh to get that stuff but it, the only reason i'm a little against that here and i wish there was more knowledge is just because it affects other people you know so much when whereas a game on the nes doesn't affect anyone but the gamers that's true so you know i i understand it's causing a little bit of social strife but in the end i think responsible players are the, are the majority and again people are just kind of hitching a ride on the uh on the negative attributes, yeah. Um, but for example, well, I guess like there's that report that came out about the people who fell off a cliff trying to catch Pokemon, and they they lived. Uh, they they fell, I think like 50 feet or something like that, um, and that sucks. But yeah. you know, I guess just it's 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 less about Nintendo's rules and more about them just being aware of the surroundings and not being so desperate to catch a Jigglypuff. In the wild, yeah. you are gonna do stupid shit like
1: that. Yeah, there. I mean, so so much of this stuff. I don't know. It's, it, this part of it is almost. I feel like too big of a of a topic. Uh, you know, to to give a bite sized answer, but it's like. I, I hate to boil it down so much, but at some point, it's just like, just you have to be smart about these things, and no, it is no one else's. Responsibility or fault, but your own. There's nothing that says that you have to play the game in a way that is irresponsible or dangerous or um, inconsiderate of others. You know, the people who go to Pokestops stops and leave leave garbage. Right? It's like this is all just common sense stuff. It's not the app's fault. You know, if if you give a irresponsible person this app, they will. Do irresponsible things, but that doesn't mean the app is bad, right? It means maybe we should be a little more educated and enlightened on some common sense things. You know that that that's the takeaway for for me.
0: Yeah. Anyway. You know, I think it'll get better as people play this more and more. All these reports came out within like the first week of people right. just being stupid and excited and everything. Um, maybe they also need more splash screens when the game boots up. There was, a, there was an artist who already released a few of their own that right. were really cool looking and, and were very much in theme with the uh, Gyarados one that currently exists.
1: Yeah, I but, like those. Those are really good.
0: But, you know, why not have more of those to remind people? I mean, Nintendo constantly reminds me to get the hell off my couch when I'm playing, you know, games uh, for more than 20 minutes. So why not remind me, you know, to be more cognizant of people around me?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I also feel like there, there could be some ways, that, like you just said, that they could, they could build that into the app a little bit better. You know, not, not just reminders, but maybe even make it so, um, I don't know, make it so that, uh, I don't know, maybe you could like, like lock a Pokemon in place or something so it wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna run away if, like when it's on the the nearby screen, you know, like you could actually just, you know how you can single them out? Like maybe you could lock it there so that you wouldn't have to be tempted to run across those train tracks at that moment, kind of thing. You know? Mm-hmm. Just things like that, that they could maybe take some of the uh the the impulse decisions out of it a little bit. Um I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. But uh uh but I do think to you know, the the articles that that you brought up, and I think this is something we also wanted to mention was It's been this, this weird, this weird sort of counter, uh, attitude about the game where there's a lot of people who are just looking for reasons to like hate on this thing and tear it down and try to make it sound like this, I don't know, this evil creation. But so, so what has your experience with that been?
0: I mean, I've read some stuff uh, on Monday when people ask, "What would you do over the weekend?" I, I, I actually paused. Thought, should I admit that I play a lot of Pokemon on Go? Uh-huh. And I work with a lot of people who are ten years older than me. You know, I'm I'm 30, uh-huh. and uh, a lot of people are even in their 40s or a few in their 50s. And these are engineers and business people and things like that. But you know, I think I mean a lot of the guys that I work with are are down to earth. You know, people and they're not stuck up, but. You know, I admitted it, and and you know everyone was like, oh, what's, what is that? Or people who knew were like, oh, that's cool. One mm-hmm. guy, of course, he said all the stereotypical shit that I've been hearing. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, when I was that age, I like to get
1: cheeseburgers. <laughs> he knows you're not like 17, right? Yeah, like-
0: yeah. Well, and the thing about this, all these arguments are all, they're, they're two things. One, they're not completely separate from being able to play the game. So people can have full-time jobs, which is another comment of his. I mean he's he's telling me literally, Oh yeah, well people need to get jobs I'm thinking I'm in front of you <laughs> like I like you, you're a good guy, but I have a full time job that you see me at all the time and I'm playing this game <laughs> okay. on the weekend, so what's your what's your point? Right. And then the other thing is uh a lot of this is self serving really. You know, I mean there's a mentality in in America a lot more than lately, but uh but just I mean it's human nature I think that a certain group of people, uh which changes depending on the topic, but they all they 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 rally around being the opposite, you know, being the yeah. opposition. If they yeah. have no interest in it, or if it makes them feel uncomfortable, they instantly grab on the other side. They hold tight, and they kind of rally cry, you know, right. uh, because it makes them feel like they're not being excluded, perhaps, just because they're not, they don't like it or they don't understand something. So I think that's what's happening yeah. a lot. Uh, I, I think in the case of my coworker's point, he wouldn't have been so negative, but I guess there's been people roaming his front yard a little bit. Uh, I don't know where he lives or, or what his circumstances, is, but I've heard of that happening where people are kind of going on private property to catch Pokemon. And that would be annoying to me too. Sure. I haven't had anyone in my backyard yet. And and the thing is, I don't see why you have to, because it's all based on the roads and pathways. You know, you don't have to really go too far for anything uh, unless maybe in like Wyoming or somewhere in big field country, it's a little different, but all the Pokemon just show up around the paths, you know, that's why Google Maps is there. uh uh-huh. So uh yeah, but no the, the hate is just completely you know unwarranted. Um whenever someone says that, Oh yeah, well people are getting robbed playing this game, you know. Right. I say, Well, you know what, there's autistic children who want to go outside all of a sudden. Uh, you know? Yeah. So I don't care what one douchebag with a gun wants to do, but he's gonna do right. anyway, but he uses a pokey lure or whatever to uh to, to right. facilitate it. Because, you know, again, that autistic child for the first time maybe in his whole life actually feels brave enough to maybe go outside and on his own a little bit or mm-hmm. um, obviously not all on his own if he's that, you know, autistic. But those were wonderful stories that I was reading. And so uh shit's going to happen. You know, bad things are always going right. to find their way in. But the nothing else really gets autistic children moving like this or kids in general moving like this or adults or the community. It's It's bigger than its problems is really my point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just been so weird to me because, you know, I'm hearing from people like, like I know someone who's, who's extremely into fitness, right? And she's completely like anti this, this game. And, And granted, you know, she's never been, never been much of a gamer, certainly never into Pokemon, but she, she just calls it like stupid and says it's a waste of time. And I'm saying to her, I'm like, do you know how many people that are now out walking, trying to be more fit, the thing that, that is like your biggest passion because of this so-called stupid game, right? Like, and, and, you know, maybe it's not the kind of exercise that's going to really make someone, you know, drop 30 pounds and fix their cholesterol or something like that, but I, I file it under the much better than nothing category which mm-hmm. is what a lot of these folks would have otherwise been doing and yeah it's just it's just weird it's like it's it's as you said some people just you know they kind of want to they just they just want to be against it for for whatever reason yeah. and uh that's just been a, a, an odd thing for me to witness as this has happened you know just just as odd as the as the Fervor with which people have have embraced it, you know, I could not have predicted that either. But but it's just been surprising that you know, there was that there was that one meme about you know uh, the you know they make a free game where people exercise and have fun and and meet new people, and so people have to find a you know f- a flaw with it or something like that. I, you know, I, I'm butchering the phrasing, but. Um, yeah, there's just, it, you know, it was something that really didn't have a lot of, a lot of downsides, but, you know, people, people had to, had to look for them. I'd be curious,
0: uh, it, I'd be curious what your, your friend says about, uh, like scavenger hunts or, oh yeah. or like the oh zombie, zombie run app. You know oh my that,
1: God. No, sh- these are, these are exactly the things that they love to do. That, yeah. that you have just listed. This is,
0: this is a Pokemon skin version of that stuff. Yeah. All it is is incentivizing movement is really what this is. And yeah. for, for exercise, I do like, I'm the kind of person who really enjoys putting stats to things in general, but also if I can quantify my health, I tend to be more successful at monitoring it. So that's why I have a Fitbit. Uh, that's why I, at a time, uh, and I probably could go back to it successfully, but at a time I, I uh, use my fitness pal to track my calorie intake. And that's just it's a lot of work to do that on a consistent basis, which is why I'm not currently doing that, but um putting putting numbers to it and everything really is nice. So having, you know, even though I'm going to walk anywhere or at least I want to walk, but the fact that I can be like I can justify it better than just health, you know, which is really hard to see on a, you know, that's a long-term thing. Health changes and health goals are not instant. So, putting right. these more instant, you know, my egg hatching that I got to do, oh, I got to go 5K because I got to get this egg yep. I mean, who the hell cares why I'm doing it, but as long as I'm doing it, you know, yep. it exercise is one of those things that there's really no, nobody's going to tell you not to do it unless you have like a heart condition. But, right. and then walking to your point, yeah, it's not the most, it's not the greatest cardio. You're not getting into certain ranges of your heart rate, but a lot of doctors say walking every night or, especially for people who are incredibly overweight, just walking at all is going to change them for the better. So yeah, I, I am surprised by that, uh, that that your friend who has that background is is one of the people who's on the, uh, the hater bandwagon.
1: Yep. But and it's each the kind own. of thing, you know, maybe they could, you know, I could see them maybe coming around, but they're also still, you know, really, really grabbing on to the whole, uh, you know it's dangerous, it's putting people in dangerous situations and stuff like that, I'm just uh...
0: yeah, well, you know what there's a bike path near my house that used to be all train tracks, and now the whole thing's a big bike path
2: uh-huh. um
0: it curves, and sometimes people can't see me, so should I no longer walk the bike path right. because I might get mugged on the bike path? you know that's not gonna happen to everybody, and just because there's a potential for danger doesn't mean that it's causing danger um you know, I mean, I eat alone sometimes. Is that smart? Because I might choke. <laughs> you know, right? I don't. Know, maybe, maybe these aren't the right. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm making unfair arguments. I don't. Know, <laughs> me, that's the same thing. This is
1: how it goes, though. Yeah. I mean, this. You know, I see. W- I see what you're. What you're trying to say. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is. There's a lot worse things to be concerned about. Is, is yeah. one of my points, I guess, which isn't the greatest defense, but it's it's a defense <laughs> nonetheless.
1: Yeah. So anyway, all right. So you want to. I know we probably don't have a ton more time, but you want to talk about some of the other more specifics to the uh, well, to yeah, the game experience.
0: I did want to uh, just kind of get some personal stats from you uh, about oh. your experience, but there's one thing I can think of right now, and there's another thing I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, so shoot, but I want to mention one more quick fun thing that I thought was cool, uh-huh. uh, as far as like the social aspect and what I've seen. Driving to work the other day, you know, it's summer, summer vacation, school's out. And I go to work, I drive, I leave around 6.40 maybe from my house and I get to work uh, a little after 7.30 usually, I'm usually running late, but um, so around that time, sometimes it's close to 8 a.m., whatever, and I drove through, I drove through a couple small towns when I do it and there's this one town where we're always avoiding the school because the school caused a lot of traffic and now we don't have to do that. And we're driving through and, uh, you know, I was a passenger because I carpool. And I was a pastor to this day, and so I got to hit a few Stops on the, on the way, which is nice, you know, just uh-huh. having them slow down a little bit and get a few yep. Pokéballs and move on. But it was not even 7.30. It was just after 7.00. There's two boys, okay, who are just walking around this early in, in the morning. And you could just tell, like, okay, the near Pokestop as I'm pulling up to it. And I was like, uh-huh. I bet you they're, they're playing. And they're there with their phones. And I just thought it was cool as hell that some young kids – at 7 a.m. in the morning, instead of sleeping in or farting around with video games <laughs> traditionally <laughs> you know, uh, and drinking Mountain Dew and doing all the stuff that I did growing up, I, I played a lot of indoor video games and ate Doritos and stuff. Um, yep. They they have the, the option to do whatever they want on the summer vacation. They're actually catching Pokemon at 7 a.m., getting their exercise in for the day. Yep. And then they can lounge for the rest of the day from 8, 8 a.m. on, but they're getting like an hour of walking or whatever, however long it is. That's just cool. I mean... I can't, i can't I can't dismiss that nope so nope. uh so uh, very pleased the, 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 again like, it, it's just an awkward truck incident of mine that <laughs> that I don't like so far, but right, I just think that uh it's just it's just funny this whole thing has been quite an experience, and I'm still not even necessarily fully comfortable with it, even though I realize I'm actually in a majority of of people just having fun,
1: but, definitely, so,
0: and the dog's loving it so. Yeah, there was a few things I wanted to ask you. We kind of went through some some aspects uh, here. I mean, did you have anything else to say about the positive aspects, negative aspects, experiences?
1: Um, The only there was one, I guess, negative aspect which I just I wanted to sort of get your opinion on. This is speaks to like a larger part of the game mechanics, which is um, how are you dealing with the Pokeball allotment issue that a lot of people are running into.
0: Describe this. Okay. So, having that issue.
1: So, yeah, and it's really, I think, specific to, you know, what kind of daily route you have. I mean, you said it sounded like you've got this kind of like circuit throughout your town where you're able to hit Pokestops pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, So, basically, it's just a matter of how well you, you can keep yourself stocked up on Pokeballs such that you can say, I just want to go out and walk right now and try to, you know, catch something if it's out there. Right um, you know where I live, there's really there's not a good poka stop nearby, like the closest poka stop is probably fifteen twenty minute walk oh, wow. maybe more um maybe more, maybe it's more like thirty minutes uh now that would it would be like a five minute drive, but that to me sort of. Defeats the purpose of of the experience, you know what I mean? Sure. Um. So what we found, you know, so not only am I limited by pacing my data usage and and the battery life, but also the fact that well, a lot of times, frequently, I just don't have any Pokeballs to uh, taunt with. You know, I could go for a walk, and, and it's good. I still get the mileage on the on the eggs hatching. But um, you know, supremely frustrating. The the first Pikachu I encountered today, I actually had zero Pokeballs. And it was kind of funny because I only had about like eight. And I was I was walking around um uh, campus where I where I work, I was filling out some paperwork and stuff. And uh I saw that there was a Pikachu in the area, so I was kinda of like I was kinda of like hoping to run into it. Didn't run into it all afternoon. And, and then it's like towards the end of my day and I see like, like a Weedle and a Pidgey or something like that. And I spent all eight of my Pokeballs catching these two completely common things. The instant I come out of that last catch with no Pokeballs, Pikachu appears. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, um, but so we found that, uh, so we run out of Pokeballs pretty darn quickly. And what we end up having to do is actually kind of like farm them where we'll have to say to ourselves, okay, we're going to go hang out at X location for like an hour or two and just, just keep swiping that Pokestop. Um, and that, that, that comes with all, you know, all kinds of other logistical issues because. Like I said, for us, ideally, it's got to be a place where we can get on Wi Fi because we don't want to sit there on our data for an hour plus. Uh, it's got to be a place where we can plug in the phone because the battery's not going to last that long. So the Pokeball thing has really made, has really kind of taken some of the wind out of, out of our sails. Uh, and I don't know how to get around that because I feel like the Pokeballs is probably one of the ways that Niantic wants to, you know, monetize this game. I mean that that would be the the simplest solution is just say we'll we'll just buy them. Yeah, that's but, a
0: Nintendo answer right there. Yeah. That's what they would tell you. Yeah. Oh and- Joseph. <laughs> just purchase them.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 so weird. You know, it's just we've we've talked many times about my sort of digital spending philosophies but you know for instance like we just ordered uh like an eight dollar um like a usb battery backup thing we we just ordered it on amazon today and it's got two usb ports on it and it's so that amy and i can like walk around and and have longer battery life right we we were totally fine spending that money and as I said, this game alone is probably going to add about ten dollars to our monthly phone bill, and we've, we're also fine spending that money. But for some reason, it just—I I really don't know what it is. Because if anything, it should be easiest for us to give money to the people who made the game, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, it just feels the opposite. Maybe it's just—I don't know. Maybe it just feels like. These other things are very manageable, whereas it's a maybe purchasing from the app is just a habit we don't want to get into. feels like a slippery slope maybe i don't I don't know what it is, but for some that that that's just not that's not our solution so but you say that for you that's just hasn't been an issue
0: no I mean. When I my concerns with getting low in pokeballs was me getting closer to like 120 <laughs> spare pokeballs. I mean, oh, how many wow. how many did we start off with? Because I I had have, I have like 170 when I first recall. Did they start at 200?
1: Ah, uh, maybe 100. I don't know. It's it's it was a lot.
0: Maybe it was a good number. Maybe I just gained a lot and I didn't realize. You know, well, I you get
1: that. you get a certain chunk. I don't know if it's every level but certainly oh. when you level up, like, uh, my last level gain, I got 15 right okay. there.
0: Yeah, my f- my first day I was already up to, like, level 5. I had just gotten to level 5, so yeah. maybe maybe it was just, it felt like a big surge because I had kind of knocked it out of the park with a start. But Right. Um, in my town, in about a mile circuit, uh, so um, round trip, uh, I can get about six Pokestops. So, Thanks. Thanks. You know and it's mostly churches uh but there's a there's a park in the corner of the park is a pokey stop uh post office is a pokey stop, and there's two gyms peppered around there too, one specific on that path, and then there's even a couple other pokey stops farther away, so for me, locally, it's not a big issue uh but again, you know Erica was watching for Pokestops stops on the drive between this town and another town nearby, and that other town again, tons of pokey stops around because of the park nearby. And the downtown area of a small town, but on that road, there's one. Yeah. And if you live anywhere on those roads, and if you live anywhere on the dirt roads going up, then you're really far away. And I, I really do feel for people who have to do that because I don't think the the right answer is necessarily oh, just buy all the you know, Pokeballs because right. they're not that cheap. Right. And I mean, I feel like Nintendo and Niantic they're doing okay with you know, giving you rewards at Poke stops when you do go. You do you tend to get you know three or four pokeballs uh now I'm trying to get other items that replace them, but um considering how easy it is to burn through pokeballs with right. those things, it is kind of a bummer
1: i we we got in the car like I said we went out to the canal tonight we got in the car there was eradicate in the parking lot right before we got in the car, and it was one of those ones where it's kind of like um you know, it's like a orange to red ring, meaning it's going to be harder to catch. Yeah. And it was like a reasonably high CP for my level. I had, I think, 49 Pokeballs when I got in the car. I spent, I think it was, 30-something Pokeballs just wow. trying to catch this one Raticate. So, and by the time we got out of the car, I had zero, because then while we were driving, uh... I also passed by, I don't remember what the second thing was. I don't think it was anything all that, all that great, but I just, you know, I was just using up my Pokeballs. By the time we got out of the car, I had zero. So I spent 50 on like a mm, 10 or 15 minute car ride, you know, right. it just so happened to be, again, these were, I, I just so happened to run into the more difficult to catch Pokemon. So, you know, it's, it's a bit of an outlier, but. But yeah, it's just I that's probably really been I, I'd say probably the the biggest uh biggest drawback because for me, ideally, this is an app that you just I just as you were saying, I just live in like, you know what, I could go for a walk right now. I pick it up, I walk outside, maybe I catch some Pokemon, maybe I don't, whatever. And the Pokeballs is really the only thing truly preventing that at this point. And I love the idea of going by Pokestops to, you know, to, to get little, little bonuses and stuff. Like, I think if you went there and you would get like the egg or the revives or the potions, any, you know, any of the other things that you get there, I think is, is a wonderful idea. And I've been learning about my local environment that way, you know, historical landmarks and things that I just wouldn't have given a second glance to before, you know, that, that part has been awesome mm-hmm. um but i just i feel like the pokeballs are just too integral to the experience for them to be limited in this way like if you got you know 30 at a pokestop, stop such that you would just never run out uh i don't know that it, it would make more sense but i i know th- if they want to make money this way it you know, it makes sense for them not to yeah. be very generous with them. So,
0: you know, there to some degree, unfortunately, it is about management of your Pokestops stops and trying to to right. get there. I mean, I I wish that we could make our own Pokestops stops and th- things like that. Or that they right. would, that'd be great. But uh, this game, unfortunately, I think a game like this will always kind of prioritize people who live in cities or towns over right. those who maybe not be so near those things. And
1: right. If you just got five or ten every day, that would be a perfect solution. Yeah, and to me, that would be a good balance because it's not something that you can just go crazy and I can just go catch whatever I want. You know, you'd still have to manage it. If you wanted to spend money on them, you could. You know, it would still make sense to. But I wouldn't have to worry about like if I want to go for a walk tomorrow, I have to go to a Pokestop first. And since there's not one any place near me, it it just probably won't happen. Um I will say uh, on the subject of my likelihood of spending money on this game you know I'm not I I do feel that this is the kind of game where I'm getting a certain amount of entertainment and enjoyment from it which deserves some money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when people talk about these free to play games and and the microtransactions people say, you know, well if you spent 60 bucks on a game straight up, you know, are you, if you're getting that same amount of enjoyment, then who cares if you spend it at one time or if you spend it over 60 little microtransactions, right? Right. Um, you know, don't, don't they deserve that money? I think that in this case they do, you know, I think that they've really made something that I, I would feel deserves, you know, a, a good portion of money. Really. I mean, this is not a, this is not a throwaway little thing. But it just has to be. I I just have to feel like I'm getting the right thing out of it. I mean, I I almost would rather contribute via like a donate button than have to pay for Pokeballs. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, the thing that bothers me with this sort of thing is, you know, if I pay for a sixty dollar game, I understand the value of it. I I can get more value perhaps than I wanted. I guess I can get less value, but in general, I understand the value that I'm putting into it. Here, you know, 100 coins for 20 Pokeballs or 800 coins for 200 Pokeballs. (laughs) If I don't want to spend the 800 coins because I want to spend that money, but I still want to spend some money, well, I'm going to get less value out of it. So my money is worth the most if I spend the most, and that's kind of frustrating. That's why I don't like these kinds of things too much.
1: No, I know. But at the same
0: time... I agree with you that I kind of think, well, maybe I should spend five bucks and at least get the bag upgrade and the Pokemon storage upgrade so I can fit more stuff, you know, more Pokemon. Um, I actually had to clean out my fridge, so to speak, today because uh, I, I I mean, I have a lot of Pokeballs, you know, which is not uh, a problem for me right now, but um, I also, too, am concerned about that getting too low. I mean, I guess I don't know how fast that can happen for me, but. Uh, I found that I had like a billion potions and I haven't battled anything, so I don't even care. Oh, yeah. But there's I didn't realize there was a cap, but there is, you know. Yeah. So, I wouldn't mind spending some money there, but there isn't like spend 400 coins to get a slightly better Pokemon storage. You know, those items are a little bit more concrete. Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, all the different incense and things that Lucky Eggs, it just it's just kind of a bummer to, to uh-huh. see the, the scale, even though the scale's you know, good for people who want to buy a lot of stuff, but, uh, that's just what sets me in the wrong direction. With, uh, with Pokemon Pacross, which I'm almost done 100%ing, uh, I flat out just paid the 35 bucks and bought the whole damn thing. Uh huh. I, I, A, didn't want to try to sit there and try to drudge through with my bare minimum of stuff. Uh, so they kind of got me on that, but I felt the game was warranting money and I got to pay one price and I got, what I thought was the value out of it but then I also feel like hey maybe I even got a little more because I'm still playing it this this long after and um, it was much easier for me to just come to that term than if I had to pay 5 bucks for 5 levels or 10 bucks for 15 levels or something like that. You know, if they had priced it out right. like that I would have been really upset but the fact that I had an all or nothing was pretty cool and, and here you know I maybe to some degree it it breaks the game a little bit if you could just buy pay one price and have everything. Because I want the incentive to go to the stops? You know, I mean, those things are there so you don't spend money. But they can't give them to you too easily. So it's kind of a balance.
1: Yep. Yep, it is a delicate balance. I, I really, and I hope, unlike a lot of other free-to-play experiences that I've had, I hope that they wind up striking the right balance for a really long-term experience because personally you know i want to be on board with this through you know i want to catch them all gen one i want them to come out with generation two a year from now or something like that three after that you know like i i would like this to be a you know a real deal long-term thing Uh, and i think that it can be i mean i think they could really pull it off but but they they'd have to avoid some of those pitfalls that for me really kind of ruin a lot of free to play experiences and that's it's just it's just the frustration it's it's not so much even the the financial cost but just just that push and pull between like ah, uh, there's something I want to do, but there's such a glass ceiling in front of it preventing it that it's just it just becomes frustrating you know it doesn't it's not a challenge in the game it's just a frustration built into the game mm-hmm. and the solution is supposed to be to spend money and that you know that never feels feels good so
0: <laughs> not for people like us no not all for the people money like we us
1: want. yeah and it, you know if if it was like 20 bucks for unlimited pokeballs sure i'd do it tomorrow you know you, i really w- would would
0: but. you accept that even for a timeline or a ti- like say for a month uh, 20 bucks yeah. Almost like a subscription.
1: Yeah, because then the problem with that is, if I want to play for, you know, a year, let's say, uh, then now that's twenty times twelve. Yeah. yeah. So, I I'd be fine with you know, like like I said, I want to do a Gen two, Gen three, et cetera. If it was twenty bucks for each new sort of set, that that would be fair, mm-hmm. I would think. But yeah, no no subscription.
0: Well, we'll see. This is definitely a new type of branding and, and developing of uh, a game's economic uh, system, and it's not the first, it's not the last, but it's still it's still not on everyone's uh, comfort list. It doesn't yeah. work for everyone, so
1: yeah. And I hope they're I hope they're willing to tweak it a little bit. You know, I think they're really close to to something um, that that would. Be, you know, in my opinion, as as flawless as it can get. I I just hope they're willing to sort of do that instead of instead of being a little stubborn about it. But but we'll yeah. see.
0: Well, hey, they're, I gotta I to just cut you off because there's a there's yeah. a lore that was dropped, so I'm gonna get going. okay. Uh,
1: okay. I'm looking at
0: it right now, so I'll uh, we'll pick this up in like an hour. Is that okay?
2: Okay, yeah,
1: understandable. Yeah.
0: No, I'm sorry. There is a lure but I'm still here.
1: Oh, good. <laughs>
0: My awkward way of moving be. us forward. So anything else you want to say about that aspect of this?
1: One-ish other thing that I wanted to get your opinion on, and that is uh, from this list, your uh, strongest Pokemon caught and your favorite Pokemon caught so far. Mm. That's what I'm curious about.
0: Well, see so my strongest Pokemon actually came from an egg. Ooh. I was quite stoked in the same way that you were just stoked about the Geodude. Yep, but uh, I got a Magmar, Ooh. which came out of nowhere, and he—I I like Magmortar quite a bit.
1: That's not Gen One, though, right? No, or is no. it? So it's this like is Gen
0: three so, or something, or 4. so
1: you basically hatched like a fully evolved Pokemon right there. Yes, mm-hmm. that's pretty nice.
0: Yeah, I think it was—it might have been a ten k might have been a ten k. Oh, cool. But um, but yeah, the Magmar. He's a three sixty three right now. I'm at level ten now. I don't know what I. I was probably like seven or eight when I got him, but, uh, uh and then there's eradicate three 57 mm-hmm. and then the rest kind of go down from there. Uh, my worst Pokemon right now, just for a counterpoint is probably similar to what yours would be too. Uh, let's see. Oh gosh, damn this app. It's a Spearow of level 10. Nice. But, uh, yeah, the no, Magmortar was cool and that's, Really, what I'm itching for so much right now is the unique Pokemon. I'm so sick of the Pidgeys and the Weedles. I've got so much Weedle candy that I am just—I'm not catching them anymore. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know that I can get a little bit of experience to do so. Right. I'd rather save my Pokeballs for when a Gastly or a Zubat or okay. uh, a Seal showed up the other day. A Crabby this morning, you know, things like nice. that. The Squirtle. So I'm, you know, I have enough to evolve it when I'm ready. So I'm just kind of sitting it out right now for that one. And I know they'll always be there when I want. I can go out and catch five tonight if I want to, you know? So uh, like an Execute showed up too. That's one of my stronger Pokemon. So uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at. I've got um, nine eggs, two of which are in progress. Uh, I've only got a kilometer left on both, so. Nice. Um, I'll get to my favorite one later. What's your strongest Pokemon right now?
1: Um, my strongest right now is, uh, is a Pidgeot, Mm. which, which just, you know, just strictly from, uh, I think I caught like a Pidgeotto at a decently high level and then just evolved it. And I've been throwing all my Pidgey candy at it and kind of just focusing on, on, on leveling that one up. So, cause I figured it would be easy to do so. So it's not, not particularly exciting, uh. Close behind is a Flareon I have that's Mm -hmm. like uh, low five hundreds. I did use that trick, the uh, the naming it trick, and it did work. Uh, I heard that that only works either once or once in a row or something like that, but but it did work for me. Um, Obviously, there's a one in three chance of confirmation bias there, but (laughs) just just reporting what I what I experienced. Yeah. Um. Okay, so what about uh, your favorite Pokemon caught?
0: Well, man, I mean, the Squirtle is definitely up there. Oh uh, yeah, um, it's pretty awesome. And that just that just came, you know, again hours ago. I think I think that'll have to be my pick.
1: That's a good pick.
0: I mean, Bulbasaur, of course, I chose him, but he's a little bit weak. Well, he's quite weaker. Wow, but he's also you know he was a starter, so
2: Bulbasaur. Sorry.
1: Um Yeah, so uh you you're sticking with the, the starters then as your as your favorites. Huh?
0: Yeah, well ponytail as well. I was mm. Happy to come across ponytail.
1: That's a good one. Had one in my area earlier, never showed up. Yeah. <laughs> um what about you? I I feel like I don't have a great answer right now. I'm not over the moon about too many of them. Um again, that Flareon's pretty awesome. Uh probably it would be my Beedrill. I always kinda had a Ooh, you got one. soft spot for Beedrill. Yeah, and the thing about that was um uh and I and I I caught it. It wasn't just through e- evolving, which you know you probably could easily do with all the weedles around. But um yeah, just uh we were, we were driving. Amy was, uh, ma- when we drive, Amy will man both of our phones, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, she just happened to come across it on, on my phone and hers, and then she caught it on mine, but not on hers. So, Aww. said someday I'll have to trade her one, but I've already got a second Pikachu waiting for her.
0: If you can trade with people, or is that just something that's coming to the line?
1: Apparently, it's coming eventually. Hmm. Um, people said it would it would be here for certain by the end of the month, but I don't think I've really heard any more about that. So, but hopefully, it's coming soon. I really that I think would also take the game to a whole new level because I think this game is going to be beyond me to actually treat as like a competitive thing where I try to. Get strong and go to gyms and et cetera, et cetera. Um, that is one way you can get daily rewards, by the way. We didn't really mention that. If you have a Pokemon in a gym, if you're part of a gym, you'll get daily rewards. So that would be one pretty awesome way to, uh, you know, keep stocked on that stuff. But, um, I'm thinking for me, it's got to be about catching them all as opposed to doing a competitive thing. And so in that case, something like being able to trade would really Add a add a lot sure. to the to the experience. So,
0: well, when I come to your area in like a month, hopefully we can trade some Pokemon.
1: Yes, that would be so cool. I think it'll be fun just even just looking through, like, what have you caught and mm-hmm. how are they doing and stuff like that. So, yeah. Man. Um, anything yeah. else
0: uh, about your? Your roster. What yeah. level are you at? Uh,
1: just just got to level ten. Okay, nice. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm uh like a third of the way through level ten. Oh,
1: nice. All right, so are pretty close. Yeah. Um,
0: team, team instinct, as I mentioned before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go team Mystic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I will. Amy Amy keeps telling me that I should avoid the Pidgeys and the Weedles and the Rattatas and stuff. So maybe I should. Maybe I should start to do that because if my goal really is catching them all as opposed to being, you know, battle master, it really doesn't probably make sense to get all the Weedles and stuff.
0: No, catch them all, just not all the Weedles. Yeah. I mean, imagine how silly Ash would be if he caught every Weedle he saw.
1: That's true.
0: I mean, I'm pretty much looking now at these really common ones for how much of the candy do I have, how much do they need. And once I have enough to at least evolve one Pokemon to its final evolution, I think I'm okay. Right. Uh, I don't really understand the evolution part too much yet. And I'm, I'm like, afraid to do it because I don't want to waste Pokemon and sure. not have, like, the strongest Pokemon in the end come out of it, even though I'm not battling. Yeah. But I think I need to just concede and just do it. Because I want a mm-hmm. Beedrill. I want a Butterfree. And I've got all these stupid Caterpies and Weedles. And uh, a Hypno would be neat. And i got a lot of Drowsies. You know
1: things
0: like that. So, uh, I'll get around to that.
1: All right. Anything else you wanted to discuss on this epic Pokemon Go conversation? You know, we could pretty much
0: wrap it up. The only thing I was going to mention was the media and advertising around this game. The fact that Nintendo has done like no advertising, (laughs) however, every every restaurant or church or whatever that happens to be a PokeStop by default is loving it because they're incorporating it into their business. I just think it's so cool to see people offering discounts for trainers and uh, discounts on beers even, like come into the pub and have a beer and oh, catch man. a Pokemon. And some That's people are awesome. having Pokemon nights. I mean, I haven't seen so much locally around here, but I've seen a lot of things on the internet. And actually, um, J.K. Ricky, uh, one of our negative rulers, he actually, um, his local church was a, uh, a Pokestop and he actually put a sign outside and what did it say exactly? It said, I forget what it said, but it said something like come for the Pokeballs day for something, you know, some, you know, religious, uh, value. Uh-huh. And, uh, it was just, it was a well done sign, but it was also just a, a funny, but honest way to like incorporate it. Like, Hey, you know, if you're already going to be here for this, enjoy right. this. And right. whether it's a discount or not, or just, uh, an advertisement, but uh, I just think that's kind of, kind of neat. And, really good for businesses to be honest totally so i I don't know if that was something that they expected i know they're going to do their partnership with mcdonald's and things like that which is probably Mm -hmm. you know fine and dandy some people have talked about that like it's a bad thing but i mean they've been partnering with mcdonald's for years and there's a lot of mcdonald's so you got the infrastructure right
1: yeah yeah i mean yeah personally i don't see a single thing wrong with it i mean uh, again if people really you know the the way to uh to defeat fast food is is certainly not by avoiding video game promotions or something like that. You know, yeah. it's like the 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 problem is uh is is bigger than that. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I I don't know what they're what they're gonna do with McDonald's. Have they said what's gonna happen with? Them? No,
0: no, they they haven't yeah. said anything as far as I know. I'm guessing it'll be just a special Pokestop. Maybe you'll get more from it or something and Right. Uh they might have maybe maybe they're also gyms or something. I don't know. Who knows? Oh. Interesting. But uh I'm not at this point it's it's getting a little late, so I'm not as creative as I was earlier in the uh <laughs> in the podcast with my
1: uh sorry. Uh, right.
0: My ideas and um,
1: I think we've done a good uh initial examination of this worldwide phenomenon and i'm sure it'll come up again
0: yeah i guess closing statements for me would just be you know i'm I'm pleased that i'm playing it i'm glad it was a surprise for me because again i was not poised to to get this initially and i'm glad that you're having such a good experience too yeah and I, and I hope that people listening to this if they're not playing it i hope they give it a consideration it doesn't hurt to try it it is free to play you know mm-hmm. and if if they are playing it, I hope they're having you know the same kind of positive experiences that that me erica you amy that you know that we're all having
2: mhm-
1: i also I also kind of saw in passing that like this whole thing was a wada's idea or something like that. I don't really, I don't remember, yeah, I should do some follow up research on that, but
0: well, he's a cool guy either way, but if if it's true, then he's a little cooler,
1: yeah, <laughs> so. yeah definitely.
0: Um, yeah, his his one year anniversary of his passing just just happened too. So rest in peace, really? Mr. Wada. Yeah,
1: wow, can't believe it's been that long. Actually, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it was it was in mid June or mid July? I
1: think. Wow, uh, Facebook feels. reminded me of a
0: post i I had
1: made a year ago. So feels much more recent.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're still not really under you know undergoing the the future of Nintendo or the next phase. Right. So it it does feel like it's a little bit closer to the chest but all right so i guess we'll wrap this show up if, you're, if you're all set uh, those pokemon are not going to catch themselves nope although one <laughs> one last thing i went to, you know i went to dimortons today we already established this uh-huh. uh i clicked on i don't know if it was a pidgey or what but i clicked on a simple pokemon and i was about to you know I, it put me in the battle mode to catch it i didn't even try throwing a ball at it i put it in my shirt pocket i went in yeah, and I ordered my meal, uh, and after I paid, I, you know, you step aside, you wait for it to be ready, and then everyone uh-huh. else comes in. Step aside, I pull the phone out of my pocket, I caught the Pokemon. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? so I, I pretty much caught a Pokemon with my nipple, is my point. Oh, wow.
1: wow. Yeah. Do you remember what it was?
0: <laughs> nipple flicked the Pokemon. Um, I don't recall. It was, it was like a Weedle or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, one of those simple Pokemon. Nice. But, um, <laughs> it was just it was just funny uh, it, it goes to show you how easy catching Pokemon can be and also it frustrated me because sometimes it can be so damn hard to uh, to get it right And if my nipple can do it then damn and I can do it yep so alright well with that uh, you know Joe and I we really would like to co- you to comment on these things that we discuss here in these, these episodes and you can do so at negativeworld.org uh, simply find the thread associated with the episode if you don't want to subscribe you can always uh, find us on Facebook or Twitter uh, maybe one day on Instagram but don't go searching yet because we're not there <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll see you out on the streets you know, catching Pokemon yeah and absolutely, absolutely I should say we will see you next time let's so, do Joe, thanks for co-hosting and uh, everyone have a good day
1: thank you Stephen, and good night burgers